Welcome to the Shir Lakotasikhis Khelak Tasvav by Yechi Aleph. This Sikh is like an entire Fabrengim. We talk about the name of the Parsha, we talk about Pshat and the Psukim. There's a Rashi element to the Sikha, and there is a deep Hasidus element. We talk about what is life itself. In total, we address eight different questions. First of all, why does the Torah mention the 17 years, the fact that Yaakov lived in Mitzrayim for 17 years? Second of all, why does Vayechi, the Sedra, not begin with a new parsha, with a new paragraph? Number three is that if there's this closure of paragraphs, why is it where it is at the beginning of the this, of this, of this Sedra, as opposed to later on? Fourth of all, why does Yaakov want to reveal the Ketz, the end of time, to his children? Number five, if he wants to reveal it, why is it indeed hidden from him? Number six, why is a parsha all about the passing of Yaakov called Vayichi and he lived? Number seven, how could Yaakov's 17 years in Mitzrayim have transformed the previous 130 years that he lived earlier? And finally, number eight, what is life itself? So let's go on this journey. We begin with the, with the opening of our sedra by Yechi Yaakov Beretz Mitzrayim. Yaakov lived in the land of Mitzrayim. Shva Esrei Shana for 17 years. By Yechi Yemei Yaakov Shnei Chayev. And it was the days of Yaakov, the years of his life. Sheva Shani Varbaim Uma'as Shana, 147 years. And the next passage begins, by Yechi Yemei Lamus. it became close the time for Yaakov to pass away. And the question is that Yaakov had already told Pare in last week's Parsha that upon his arrival in Mitzrayim, he was 130 years old. So had our Sajjah began and just said Yaakov was 147, we would have known that he lived 17 years in Mitzrayim. Why do we say Yaakov lived 17 years in Mitzrayim? And the sum total of his years were 147 years. Seems to be information that we would have figured out on our own. So Mepharshim explained that the, the Torah is telling us is Vayichi Yaakov Shvaya Yaakov lived. For 17 years he had life. The first 130 years were preoccupied. He had to run away from Esau. He then spent all the time by Lavan. Then he was, he was troubled by the loss and the pain of the loss of Yosef. And now, at the age of 130, Yaakov lives in Mitzrayim. He actually he's, lives a life of tranquility, of good, for 17 years. Only now he begins to live. And as a matter of fact, Mepharshim say that the Yaakov lived 17 years, he has 17 good years, which transform, which bring good to all of his previous years to the point that he then ends up by he and Yaakov. How long is Yaakov's life? 147 years. Those final 17 years transform the past 130. He has a total of 147 good years because of what happens in those final years. And the Rebbe asks that how is it possible, what does it mean that Yaakov's final 17 years 
transformed the previous 130 years and they made them all into good years. But the message, the first message in our Sicha is that the, the, the message of Ayichi Yaakov, of the opening of our Pasha, is that at this last period of Yaakov's life transforms and brings life to his whole life. So to understand how that happens, we go back to the beginning of our Pasha, our Sedra, which famously is the only Sedra that doesn't have a Pasha, it doesn't have a break before the Sedra. So to be clear, in every other Sedra that we read, every other Shabbos when we begin reading the Torah, there is at least a nine-letter break between the end of the previous sedra and the new paragraph that begins this sedra. May begin a new paragraph on the same line, may begin a new paragraph on a different line, whether it's a psucha or a stuma, but there's at least a nine-letter break. Here, between the end of Parshas Vayigash, which says, which concludes, Vayeshev Yisrael, Baris Misayim Yisrael dwelt in the land of Mitzrayim, but it's Goshen in the land of Goshen. They took hold of it. And they became fruitful and they multiplied greatly. And it goes right in without a break. The Torah goes in and says, Yaakov lived in the land of Mitzrayim for 17 years. So famously, there's no division in the Torah between these two Sadrash, between the Sadr of Ayigash and Vayichi. And the Medrash asks the question, Lama Pasha Zustuma. Why is this Sadra Zustuma? Why is it closed? And gives three reasons. The first is because since this, since we're dealing with Yaakov Avinu's passing, so the Medrash says that once Yaakov passed away, there is a sesuma, there is a closure on the Jewish people. They become enclosed, they become entrapped in Egypt, and this enslavement begins. The second reason the Medrash says is there is an enclosure, there is a closing on Yaakov himself, because famously, Bikish Yaakov is a Ketzlebarov. Yaakov wanted to reveal when the end of time, when the coming is going to come to his children. And it becomes closed from him, it becomes hidden from him. These two reasons Rashi brings. There's a third reason brought in the Medrash which Rashi doesn't bring, is that since Yaakov Avinu lives now in Mitzrayim, he has this Vayichi Yaakov. He's now living. He now has tranquility. He now has peace. Nistamimenu, there's a closure. Or he becomes closed off from all of the pain in the world. A very positive explanation. The closure is not because Yaakov's passing, not because Yaakov loses the divine presence, the ability to communicate when the catch is going to be. But rather because, like we said before, because Yaakov now becomes closed from all of the pain of his lifetime and all the pain of the world. Called Tzaras Shabbat. So here the Rebbe asks, a moment ago we said that the entire purpose of telling us that Yaakov lived 17 years in Mitzrayim was to tell us that now he finally gets to live. 
He finally has peace and tranquility. So, shouldn't the Sisima, shouldn't the kind of the flow from the end of Ayigash into Vayichi closed off, shouldn't that be simply? The first reason, the third reason, so I should be first, because simply because he's now closed from all of the challenges, from all of the struggles of the world. The happy times have arrived. That's the whole message of this Vayichi. I mean, the flow itself from Vayigash into Vayichi is a very positive flow. They were very, they multiplied, they took hold of Goshen, and Yaakov lives for 17 years. A natural flow to tell us how beautiful, how wonderful Yaakov's life is now. Yet, this is only the third opinion in the Medrash that there's no break because Yaakov is closed from all the Tsars in the world. And as a matter of fact, Rashi doesn't even bring this reason, this third reason of Nistamimeno called Tsaris. Rashi only tells us that there's no break. Because Yaakov passes and the Jewish people become trapped in Egypt? Or because Yaakov, from Yaakov becomes hidden the Kates, the Shekhinah itself? And even in those two reasons that Rashi brings, Rashi brings first the idea of Yaakov's passing, which seemingly happens later, in other words, happens after he tries to reveal the Shekhinah. So why doesn't Rashi say the reason of revealing the Shekhinah first? So, why don't we embrace this idea of the sisima, of the closed parsha, being all about the positive? Why do we take it to connection with Yaakov's passing? And on this, the Mepharshim, they ask another question. They say, if the reason for the sesima, the reason that the parshia is are closed, is because Yaakov's passing, and with his passing, the people become trapped in Egypt, or Yaakov cannot tap in; he cannot reveal the cats. So why don't we put, or why does the Torah not put the sesima? Together with Yaakov's passing, why is the sesima with the words Vayechi Yaakov and Yaakov lived, which, like we said, is kind of the great years of Yaakov's life? And the Mefarshim answer simply that had the sesima been in a different place, it wouldn't have been as obvious. So the Torah puts the sesima, puts this closure at the beginning of a sedra, which is highly unusual which is so unusual to the only sedra that doesn't begin with a nine-letter space, a, a new parsha, and making it very obvious that there is calling attention to something. But the attention that it's calling is not to what's immediately being said, but rather to the whole toichen, to the whole content of the entire sedra. It's the beginning of the sedra, and the entire sedra is closed. And what theme runs through the entire sedra? The theme of the entire sedra is Yaakov's passing. Yaakov blesses Menashe and Ephraim. Then he blesses the Shvatim. Ultimately, he passed away. So now that we understand that the sesima, the closure, is one that's relevant to the entire 
content of the sedra, not just to the immediate placement, becomes clear that the message of the sesima is connected with Yaakov's passing. Not with the Vayichi. So Rashi doesn't tell us because he becomes, because he, the problems of the world become closed from him. Closed off from him. Because we're dealing with the content of the Parsha. The content of the Parsha is, is the effect of Yaakov's passing. And that's why Rashi first puts the reason of Yaakov's passing closes the Jewish people in Egypt, locks them into Egypt, as well as the fact that the Jewish people, uh, it puts it first, I'm sorry, ahead of the reason of Yaakov trying to reveal the Ketz, Vinista Menu becomes closed from him, because the general content of the Parsha, of the Sedra, is about the passing of Yaakov. So, ultimately, what we have over here is the content of our Parsha, of our Sedra. The theme of Ayachi is the theme of Yaakov's passing. And thus we've explained this Rashi. We've explained the Medrash. But that brings us to the great question, the obvious question. If the theme that weaves through the Sedra is the fact that it's the one in which Yaakov passes away, why is it called Vayichi? Why is it called And He Lived? And as a matter of fact, why does the Torah tell us Yaakov lived the best years of his life, this Vayichi, in the beginning of this Sedra, if this Sedra's message is about the passing of Yaakov altogether. And here we go to the question of what is Vayechi? What is life itself? What is life? So, in Torah, in Hasidus, life is something which is constant, which is eternal, which is unchanging. So there's only one thing, or one being, or one entity, one place of life. Only Hashem, who is the source of life, is indeed constant, eternal, and unchanging. So, the Abishter is life. Like the Pasuk says, Vashem Elikim Emes. The Lord God, Hashem Elikim Emes, is true. Who? Elikim Chayim. He is the living God. Emes, truth, is eternal, is unchanging. So Hashem, Elikim Emes, Hashem is true, un- eternal, unchanging. He is, who Elikim Chaim? He is the living God. That's what we say, Baruch Hu. Emes, what is the signature of the 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is MS, is truth, but what is MS? MS is Aleph, the first letter of the Aleph base. Mem, the middle letter. Saf, the last letter. And that is the signature, the beginning, the end, and the middle. The unchanging. The Ani Rishen, Vani Acha, I am first, and I am last, I am the beginning, and I am the end. That is the ultimate level of truth. And therefore, Hu Elikim Chaim. Since the Ebesher is true, is unchanging, that is life. What is life? Life is eternal. Life is unchanging. Life and truth are interconnected. Only the Ebesher is true. Created beings don't have truth. Don't have, don't have truth and don't have life. We, are, we truly don't exist. We are created and we're then destroyed. We are given we, a little life for the time that we have. But what is true life? How do we tap into true life? Is when we're connected to the Abishtah. When we're connected to life, to real life, to life itself. So Yidin are called Adam Krunchaim. Yidin are called life, living. Why are we called living? You connect, who, who are bound with Hashem. Chaim, you live because of our attachment to the Ebeshter. So what is life? Attachment to the divine, which is eternal, which is unchanging. That is life. That's the, that is the greatest life and the sense of life that we can really experience. Eternity. Life is eternity. And we, when we connect to the eternal, we can tap into that eternity. We can experience that eternity. However, when can a yid truly experience his connection to the Eivishter? When there's challenges, when there's tests, when there's disruptions, disturbances, and yet the yid remains connected, and the yid's attachment to the Eivishter is unchanged, so then it's clear that what is his, the true being of the Jew? His attachment to Hashem under all circumstances in an unchanging way. And therefore, the Jew is then very much alive. Because that attachment is apparent. So it's, again, life is the connection to the divine which is eternal. Because life inherently is eternal. And we're only known to be living when we undergo stress and challenge and tests. And yet we're proved to remain connected to the eternal, to the Eivishter. So now that brings us back to why the Sedra is called Vayichi. Why here, at this moment, when we talk about Yaakov's passing, do we indeed say Vayichi Yaakov and Yaakov lived? And why the Sedra opens up with this Vayechi message that Yaakov's final years are in Mitzrayim. Because this idea that Yaakov's final 17 years, he lives. It's not just that now he doesn't have the worry and the anxiety, like we said before. On a deeper level, now it starts to become apparent to us that Yaakov is truly alive. Now it's near his passing. 
Where is he? He's in Mitzrayim and Ervas Haaretz in the most depraved place on the earth. Yet Yaakov remains complete and steadfast in his attachment to the Abishter. His children are wholesome in the righteousness. His son, even his son Yosef, who is a king who was captured by the Goyim, Yosef remains righteous. Menashe and Ephraim, who were born there in Mitzrayim, are fitting for a bracha and for all generations to come. We're going to say, Yisim Chalikim Hashem should bless you and should place you like Menashe and Ephraim. So now, when Yaakov is able to arrive at this state, and yet be so whole, and yet be so perfect, him and his children and all, and, and all of his family, now by Yechi Yaakov we start to see that Yaakov indeed lives, is really attached to the divine under every and any circumstances. And thus, that's what it means. Kulam shavim latoiva. Now we look back at all the 130 years that he lived previously, and we realize that all of those were shavim latoiva, were years of true life. He truly lived because of his final 17 years. By he and by Yaakov, we look back at his 147 and we say, Yaakov Avinu really lived, really lives. In every and any circumstances, he remains attached to the divine, even in the most challenging of moments, even here in Mitzrayim. And that's why the entire sedra that deals with Yaakov's physical passing, his physical demise, is actually called Vayechi, and he lives because this is the message. And the takeaway is that here, Yaakov Avinu loimes. That the truth is, Yaakov Avinu doesn't pass away. Why? Because Mazaroi Bachayim. Because in a very real and in a very tangible way, his descendants are alive, physically alive. Yaakov's eternity, his attachment to the eternity, is not only a neshama attachment. But even when his neshama leaves the body, we can point to life here on this world and we can say this is the life of Yaakov. It's the eternity of Yaakov. His children are living and they're living the life of Yaakov. So where do we see the true Vayechi? The true and he leaves is now at this moment when it seems that Yaakov passes we truly see the eternity of Yaakov and Yaakov's attachment with the eternity, which is expressed through Zare B'chaim, through the Jewish peoples living and carrying out and being and embodying and personifying Yaakov himself. So this is the whole Torah's view of life, the Yiddish view of life. Life is the attachment to the Ebeshter. And the challenges and the struggles that we have bring out the fact that we are actually a living people. That under each and every circumstance, we continue to be alive. So now back to the Rashi. That didn't, that said that the reason that it's a sesima, the reason that the parsha is closed, is because when the Jewish, when Yaakov passes away, the eyes of the Jewish people become closed, 
they become closed. Yaakov uh, loses the ability to tap in to the meaning of the, uh, to the time of the cats, to communicate that. But he doesn't bring the positive. He doesn't bring the problems of the world were closed. Because as we said, the message of the Sesima is relevant to the whole Sedra. And our Sedra is about Yaakov's physical passing, which actually bring out the fact that he really lives. He really lives. And how does that life become apparent to us? How do we know that Yaakov really lives? Not because in the good times he's attached to the Evisha. He really lives because in the very dark times, in the times of Golos, the Yid remains attached to the Evisha. And even in Golos itself, when the end is in sight, when you know when the Ketz is, you know at least there's an end. But when Nistami Menor Ketz, when the Ketz becomes completely closed off from Yaakov, you can't even see the end. The end seems almost impossible. There seems to be no end. Yet, Yaakov Avinu lives. Yet, Yaakov, the people of Yaakov continue to be the people of Yaakov. This is the true, um, the true personification. That Yaakov Avinu is alive, he lives, he's connected to the Abishtir under any circumstance, even when it seems completely irrational, even when there's no end in sight, we remain attached to the Abishtir, Vayichi Yaakov. So on a deeper level, this is why the Vayichi, Yaakov's life, is brought out specifically through Yaakov being, Yaakov's passing, and through the fact that the Ketz becomes hidden, all the more, he, all the more are we aware of the idea of the true life, of the true attachment to the eternity that under no circumstances ever changes. And indeed, this is why the Ketz becomes hidden from Yaakov. It becomes hidden because, we, because ultimately through its hiddenness, through not knowing the end, we are able to tap in and have a much deeper experience of the Geula. It's when the Geula comes, that attachment is all that more apparent, is all that much stronger. And this is the depth of what it means. Yaakov wanted to reveal the Ketz, the Nista Mimenu, and it becomes hidden from him. They're actually one and the same. Yaakov wants to bring Mashiach. He wants to reveal Mashiach. And it becomes, it becomes hidden from him it becomes hidden from him because the, in the hiddenness itself, that's how, that's the process of revelation. He wanted to reveal it, and then he enters the hiddenness. And that actually brings out the cats. So through our attachment to the Evesha, in our hardest times, in the times when it all seems impossible, when it seems that there's nowhere to go, that's when we display our true attachment to the Evishter. That's when we know that we're really alive, that we are connected to eternity, and we are part of the Atem Hadvekim Bashem Kechem, those who are attached to the Evishter, Chaim Kulchem, 
you are truly alive. And then we enter and we merit the ultimate level of redemption and revelation.